0: All right.
1: What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Not just me on this episode. We also got Ryan Callahan and Grant Ramey from about 20 minutes in one direction and 20 minutes in the other direction. Fellas, we have got another breaking news edition of the podcast because apparently uh, Tennessee is going to uh, be the national quarantine recruiting school of the year. Fellas, what's going on with Tennessee? Ryan, why are we having another one of these?
0: Because Tennessee keeps racking up commitments and big ones at that. Uh, You know, three top 250 players already uh, this week, and add another one to the mix, the highest ranked one yet uh, five star linebacker Terrence Lewis of South Florida. uh, formerly of Miami Northwestern high school uh, just recently uh, transferred to a uh, Chaminade Madonna prep. Uh, and, and he commits to Tennessee involves beating out Texas A&M Nebraska, and then also in his top six, uh, Alabama LSU and Penn state. So uh, uh, obviously a really, really elite player and, and a guy Tennessee has been pursuing for a long time and uh, just a, another one of these pickups that it's hard to overstate just how big of a deal this is. Um, quite a tear Tennessee has already been on and to add a second five-star in less than a week to Tennessee's class, uh, I, I can't remember. I mean, they, they've had some uh, some big moments, some some real hot streaks in recruiting before, but I'm not sure I can remember one quite like this in terms of the impact of guys that you're talking about in terms of getting two five-stars in this short of a time span.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you too, Grant, is that it, I'm trying to, to sort of go back here and think about the last time Tennessee's been on a tear like this and uh, you know, there were some times where they coordinated some things pretty carefully during the, the Butch Jones era early on with those in state guys, got some things rolling. But I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this. Four guys, four top 250 guys in four days, a second five star. This guy would be the number 226 rated player all time in the 24 7 sports composite. Um, you know, so he's like the top 24 7 of all time. Grant, wh- how exactly is Tennessee doing this?
2: I don't know, and it's a, it's a good point you made about Butch and kind of the stuff they used to do with maybe some of the in-state kids. It's a little bit different here when you're going to Georgia and taking a couple of kids, and you're going to Alabama and taking the number one player in the state, and you're going to Florida and getting a five-star guy. Uh, Ryan used the word elite. That's, that's, that, that's the right word when you're the number one uh, rated outside linebacker uh, and the number 10 overall prospect in the class uh, in the composite. Uh, how they're doing it, I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt may never leave his house again. He may uh, prefer this quarantine lifestyle, you know, until the fall with the way they're recruiting and putting these guys, you know, four four guys in four days. But I mean, just the, the this disruptiveness uh, disruptiveness that this guy brings, if I can say that right, explosiveness, plays in space. I mean, the way our analysts describe him, he's almost uh your prototype kind of linebacker you want right now. He's only six one two hundred, but he's a guy that can play in space. He's a guy that can come up and stop the run. So uh what they're getting in this guy's elite and what they're doing right now in terms of Stacking these guys one after the other is uh, certainly is elite as well.
1: That's a good point. And Ryan, what do you think about that? This this kid, I mean, you know, the film it looks like this kid shot out of a cannon. I mean, he is a five star, absolutely for a reason. This, this to me looks like just an absolutely elite playmaker. Uh, I guess you could say if you were trying to say anything that wasn't perfect, he he could be six three or six four. Um, but the way he plays off the edge, it's like you don't even really notice it because my goodness, this kid's a this kid's a hitter.
0: Yeah. He, he just covers a ton of ground really fast. Uh, he's one of these, uh, sort of just modern day linebackers that's made for this type of game that's being played these days where he can be out there on every down. Um, you know, he's obviously rated as an outside linebacker, but that's a little bit misleading in regard to Tennessee system because he projects as an inside backer in Tennessee's defense. Um, so is the guy who will play, you know, probably inside uh, on, on almost every down, you know, he's, he's athletic enough that may, maybe you could use him as a pass rusher, but he doesn't have the length or, um, or, or just the build for that, for that position probably. So he's going to be in the middle and, and he can play a nickel and dime obviously has all the athleticism you need to do that. Um, he, he even, I, I think made a tweet at some point where he said, um, you know, he, he could play DB if he wanted. And that's true. He's that fast. He's that athletic. Um, you know, the comparison we have on his 24 seven sports profile is Roquan Smith and that Um, that's not a bad comparison at all because he was not the biggest guy in high school, kind of grew a little bit in college and became more of that traditional linebacker size. But this is kind of what you want to do a lot these days. Take some of these more athletic linebackers, add a few pounds to them and keep that speed. And if you can do that with a guy like Terrence Lewis, uh, he's got a chance to make a ton of plays in college. You got to love his game and his film is fun to watch because of how much ground he covers and just the plays he makes. And he can hit for a guy who's not that big either.
1: Yeah. And and Grant, you know, there's a name that that we've seen quite a bit with Tennessee in recruiting the past few years, maybe, you know, in in terms of the rankings, you know, maybe the last cycle wasn't nearly as good as to him as the one, the one before that was. But again, we see the name Brian Niedermeyer by this kid's name and I guess the move strikes again. I mean, this guy seems to be all over the place.
2: Yeah. uh, I mean, what he does and the rate that he produces at is, is pretty insane. I mean, he's got to be one of the, uh, I mean, he's been a national recruiter of the year, if I'm not mistaken for two, four, seven, if he, I mean, if he's not the running for that again right now, based on this current streak, I don't know who he is. And Derek Ansley, a guy that's been a really big part of this week and putting all these guys together, uh, this staff, they've put together the way they're working, uh, the way they're making this happen. Uh, you can really can't, you know, overstate how important it is, how, how big of a role they're playing and, and what they're doing for the future, uh, of this Tennessee football program in this roster, you know, it's, we're sitting here today and tennessee has got a pretty good offensive line, the way they've uh, recruited there and stacked talent and transfers. And then now it feels like they're doing that on the defensive uh, side of the ball and stacking all these really good talents on top of each other uh, because of these guys on this staff, that are getting it done.
0: Well, you know, and, and Wes, you make a good point too, with Niedermeyer, this, you know, in terms of the guys this week, you know, Julian Nixon certainly was, was involved with Niedermeyer and, and that was his main recruiter at first before T Martin took a, took on a bigger role. But, We're seeing the balance now of Tennessee's staff, which hasn't been there before maybe where, where they had to rely on Niedermeyer to carry a little bit more of the weight. Now you've got T. Martin, Derek Ansley and Brian Niedermeyer all making big pickups this week all highly ranked among the SEC recruiters right now in the 24-7 sports uh, recruiter rankings. So this is showing Tennessee's, they were looking to improve their recruiting staff, and I think they're showing with these results now they've done that by having all those guys landing big-time players this week.
1: Ryan, when you look at, at sort of, I guess Dylan Brooks is the guy who got this thing started on, on Sunday night, and then it's just kind of been, you know, boom, 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 one after the other right there. But 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 is, is Brooks a kid who's helping out here? Because I don't know that he's the, the loudest kid of the bunch. I think you said maybe before that, that Kamar Wilcox Foxen's a kid who, who's got some pull. I mean, there's got to be some 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 player recruitment stuff going on here too, right? Some kind of peer to peer recruiting.
0: There is, and that's that's not the only reason for this, but it does play a big part, especially when you have these uh, these times when players can't take visits. You know, they're obviously talking among each other a, a lot of the time. Uh, you know, they see each other this time of year often in seven on sevens and and on uh, on visits for spring games and things like that. And since that didn't happen this year, you're, you know, you're having to sort of just stay in contact and. A lot of these guys obviously have done that, but I think Kamar Wilcoxon may end up being one of the best peer recruiters in this class for Tennessee and, 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 and maybe a really good one. It, it turns out uh, just based on what we've seen, he's already kind of bragging on himself on Twitter uh, about being the the, the best recruiter uh, <laughs> the, the Tennessee has, or I forget how he worded it, but uh, he, he's got a connection to Terrence Lewis. They were both committed to Florida at one time. This is a guy who who initially committed to Florida back in January of 2019, decommitted a few months later, um, but during that time, he, he got to know some guys like Wilcoxon in that class. And um, so there, there's a connection there. Wilcoxon's an Atlanta area guy. So he's connected to players in the Atlanta area. And he's transferring down to IMG Academy for his senior season. So he knows some guys down there through that, too. So he's got a lot of ties to a lot of players. And I think that's already paying off. And Terrence Lewis is just one example of that. Certainly not the only one. And that's not the only reason he's going to Tennessee. You know, he visited Tennessee last year. He likes Brian Niedermeyer a lot and has been talking to him for a long time. And now that's his position coach before he wasn't. He was still being recruited by Niedermeyer. So there's a lot he likes about Tennessee. But, yeah, that peer recruiting, I think, really is paying off during this dead period.
1: Grant, I know that, that, you know, when you're Tennessee, your your main goal is, is to recruit players for Tennessee. You're not trying to get players to not go somewhere else. Uh, but this would be the second sort of elite prospect here in a few days uh, that, that Tennessee has gotten that was a Florida commitment, backed out, uh, and then decided to commit to Tennessee. Long way to go toward the, before these guys can sign, and we know how things can change. But, uh, you know, Tennessee, it's not like they're trying to kind of, you know, get Florida in the kibbles and bits here, but that's a pretty good fringe benefit to all this, isn't it?
2: Yeah, there's one. You know, you can celebrate getting a commitment and, and be happy about that, but I think you're you're doubly excited if you're taking away from somebody else. And if it's Florida, so be it. If it's Georgia, so be it. Auburn, Alabama, whatever. You go down the list of these guys over the last four days, going to Alabama to get the number one player, getting a couple kids out of Georgia, getting kids out of Florida. Uh, you're you're helping yourself, and you're taking you know a little bit out of the talent pool uh, from these other SEC schools, and. You know, what do we talk about all the time? If you want to win these games and you want to compete at this level in this conference, uh, you can have a top-10 class and still kind of barely be in top-10 in the SEC based on how competitive the recruiting is. you got to start winning some of those battles, and right now Tennessee's winning a lot of them.
1: You know, Ryan, uh, b- before we step out of here, I-, I want to ask both this. I'll go, I guess, to Ryan Ryan first and then to Grant. Who else? I mean, at this point, Tennessee is, is sort of just – stacking things up and we keep making jokes that they can't keep pulling one a day but I mean turns out maybe they can or something close to that but but who who could be next right now who who are guys that could be in the mix here because if I'm looking at this from the outside in outside looking in I'm thinking Tennessee's on a real heater here and you better get a spot here while you can
0: yeah. And there's some legitimate buzz around a few guys. You know, I, I don't know how much is, is set in stone just yet, but I, I think Tennessee's got a chance to maybe continue adding to this in the next, in, in the coming days, what we'll, we'll see about that. But, you know, there's some players out there like, like Cody Brown, the four-star running back from, from the Atlanta area that Tennessee's heavily involved with. And again, you know, having more connections to a guy like that, they're, uh, they're leaning heavily on him and, and recruiting him really hard, trying to go ahead and convince him to to make a decision when I don't think he was previously planning to do anything until July or August. Um, So maybe, maybe they can talk him into it there. There's, there's at least some buzz out there that Tennessee's got some real momentum with him. So there's that. And then we know of guys like, uh, like Caden Salter, who's announcing on, on May 10th, the, uh, the four-star quarterback from Texas, who I think Tennessee is in good shape with. And, uh, and and then some other guys that they're still battling for like Aaron Willis, the four-star linebacker from Baltimore, who's announcing the same day uh, and Tennessee's at least in the mix for him with, uh, with Maryland and others. So, um, that this is shaping up to be this, you know, the sort of the, maybe the middle of a, of a pretty big run for Tennessee, if they can really close on some of these guys that they have a shot at. But if you listen to the guys in Tennessee's class, uh, I think they certainly feel like they're not done and we'll see what they can get done here in the next few days.
2: And, and from a fan's perspective, I don't know what's more exciting than a dual threat quarterback. And you're talking about that with Salter. Uh, and I think it's what may 10th is his scheduled uh, announced mm-hmm. date and, and, 10 days away or however many days that is from now, that feels like an eternity based on how Tennessee's really uh, just kind of stacked these guys one after the other the last few days. But, I mean, this kid's not just an athlete that they suck back there to play quarterback. That's a big-arm quarterback that can make throws down the field uh, and a lot to be excited about. And I don't think – I mean, if you're a fan and your wish list is a dual-threat quarterback and a running back, and if Tennessee could add two guys like that next uh, to keep this momentum going, this class would just keep climbing, uh, it would be – crazy exciting to
1: watch yeah ryan if my math's right and, and that's always a, a fair question tennessee looks like it's going to be either right there in third or fourth going to be kind of right there with florida when, when these rankings get updated after lewis's name gets put on the board um but but right now you know clearly the, there's been a a a couple of schools that are operating at a different level from everyone else—they're like playing a different sport right now—and that would be, we you know, it's Alabama, it's Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, kind of that group of teams there. Uh, but when you start looking at, you, you take those teams out of it right now, Tennessee's kind of an it school again right now, isn't it? I mean, I know these things—they, they, they, they trend, you know, they trend in different directions; they could go all over the place. But right now, Tennessee just kind of looks like it's maybe becoming an it school again with some of these kids.
0: Yeah, this is the first time we've really seen this in, in maybe five years or so where Tennessee is, is really becoming a hot team. You know, Last year, they signed a top-10 class and finished strong. Um, I, I think they did a lot of damage in-state, though, and, and you didn't see them winning quite as many of these big-time battles out of state. Um, but I think the way they ended last season, the way they're starting to build off of it in recruiting, I, I think you're seeing the type of buzz that, that you saw around this program five or six years ago when they were really starting to take advantage of social media and the fan base Tennessee has on there. You're starting to see that again. And then this, this period really is uh, helping Tennessee get some of that same type of buzz. So uh, I I think you're the most impressive thing about this to me is that you're going into other States as Grant pointed out earlier and beating out big time programs for some really good players to get two five stars out of state anywhere is impressive to do it in South Florida and and in Alabama, where it's so hard to land really good players that Alabama and Auburn want um, that's, that's just tough to do. And so really impressive by Tennessee and it's showing not only the recruiting ability of this staff, but uh, just sort of the relationships they've built now in year three, and, and just how much potential they do have when the stars align for them to to really have a shot at a guy.
1: And Ramy, last thing, I would imagine that this also—you talk about recruiting. This is also why you wanted a head coach like Jeremy Pruitt because of his ability ability to not just recruit players, but to recruit coaches who could recruit players.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And you have to, you know, shout out those coaches because the last what six, seven weeks. Uh, have been unprecedented just you know, all over the world for so many different reasons. I mean, it's college football recruiting has been shut down for how long now? Coaches couldn't be on the road. Prospects can't be on campus. Uh, Tennessee's staff, Pruitt, Ansley, Niedermeyer, T. Martin, go down the list. They didn't sit on their hands. Uh, they've been working these kids, and I, don't, I can't remember what the number is now. It's hard to keep up with the number of commitments they've got during this shutdown, but there's literally nothing going on in the sports world, and it seems like right now a lot of eyes are on Tennessee football because of the recruiting momentum they've created the last few days uh, and what they continue to do. So hats off to them. They haven't sat around and uh, done nothing. They went out there and got it.
1: Ryan, what is that number, six or seven? What is that now?
0: Yeah, up to up to seven, I believe, since the the dead period started. That's half the so, class, yeah. Yeah, four, uh, four in this week and then three uh, before this. So, yeah, really impressive to, to have assembled half of your class during this time when when there are still a lot of SEC teams, most of the SEC, I think 11 of the 14 teams in the conference have six or fewer commitments. Tennessee's gotten more than that in the past uh, the past month and a half. So that's really, really impressive.
1: And that allows you to be choosy also with, uh, with the rest of your class. So the more that you get mm-hmm. this early, the more you can start playing some numbers and, and really targeting guys you want. I think that's a good place to leave it, guys. Thanks for tuning in, as always. It seems like we, we've had one regular episode in this week, but it's been mostly back to back to back breaking news recruiting episodes, but I don't think y'all are complaining about that. You can find all of us on social media. You can get to twitter.com slash 247 You can go to facebook.com slash 247 or if you want to go right to the source, just that delicious, delicious East Tennessee Mountain Springwater, go to govols247.com where you can get a good deal right now, and you can get into uh, some access to CBS All Access, which is a $100 annual value. So go Do that. And if nothing else, we'll see you, uh, I suppose, later in the week. But who knows? It could be five minutes from now at this rate. See y'all.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.